You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. I'm your host, Kate Pierce-Nims, NYSAC's Multimedia Specialist. Last week, voters passed the Clean Air, Clean Water, and Green Jobs Bond Act with more than 59% of the vote, or a two-to-one margin, according to the State Board of Elections. The Bond Act will fund more than $1 billion for flood reduction, fixing dams and culverts for aquatic life, $650 million for wastewater and stormwater upgrades, $650 million to preserve parks, open space, and farmland, and up to $1.5 billion for green infrastructure and renewable energy projects to fight climate change. In light of this historic investment, we're revisiting a conversation held earlier this year with Jessica Otney-Mahar, Director of Policy and Strategy at the Nature Conservancy, to dive into details about the Clean Air, Clean Water, and Green Jobs Bond Act. Thank you for joining us to have this conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. So Jessica, we've been hearing about the Bond Act for a few years now, and it was originally going to be on the ballot in 2020. Can you bring us up to speed on what has happened since then and how the Bond Act has changed since it was first proposed in 2019? Sure. Well, thank you again, Kate, for for having me and to all of the the team at the Association of Counties. Um, We have been waiting a while to vote on this Bond Act. So as you mentioned, um, starting actually in 2019, a large coalition of organizations from all different sectors was working together to get the next Environmental Bond Act on the ballot. And you might remember the last one before this was in 1996. So it's literally been a generation since we've had an Environmental Bond Act in New York State. Um, Unfortunately, we had great success. The Bond Act was supposed to be on the ballot in 2020, and like so many other things in 2020, it was delayed because of the pandemic and um, really, you know, wasn't the time to move forward with this, given the extreme uncertainty we all faced. And obviously, our county officials and county governments were on the front line of uh, dealing with COVID. Now that we're out of the most acute phase of the pandemic and things are starting to return to a new normal, um, the Environmental Bond Act is something that everyone wanted to restore and put back on the ballot. Um, and, and after a successful Um, year this year with the legislature and Governor Hochul, um, there will be a ballot measure in November for all New Yorkers to vote on. It'll be a $4.2 billion measure called the Clean Water, Clean Air, and Green Jobs Bond Act. Um, So that will be on the November 8th ballot for all New Yorkers uh, to vote on this year. Um, So This Bond Act is exciting because it steers directly into some of the biggest issues facing our communities across New York State. Um, And there's really four key purposes that the Bond Act will fund projects to deal with. One is um, clean water and resilient infrastructure. So continuing really incredible work that's been going on over the last several years across New York State to replace aging and outdated water and wastewater and stormwater systems to replace lead pipes and expand sewers, um, to update um, septic systems and to reduce runoff pollution and water pollution from a number of sources. Um, So that's one piece of the pie. The next is open space conservation and recreation. 
Um, and I know during the pandemic, um, the nature conservancies, nature preserves around the state were just overwhelmed with visitors. We had a 300% increase of people wanting to come out and go to our preserves and recreate outdoors. I know a lot of our local parks, in addition to our state parks, are also experiencing that significant use. And it's not letting up. People rediscovered the outdoors and they want to stay there. So we need more funding to make sure that all of our communities in New York State have access to parks, can build and upgrade their facilities, their parks facilities, can protect local forests and local farms and farmland conservation is another big thing that people are really interested in doing. Um, and also restoring wildlife habitat. So that's the second piece. The third piece is for flood risk reduction and habitat restoration. So as we saw during Ida and we've seen in so many named and unnamed storms before and since then, our communities are really being ravaged by extreme weather and it's happening more and more frequently. And so there's funding in the Bond Act to restore coasts and shorelines, to update our transportation infrastructure, to make sure that it can handle the significant amount of water, things like culverts, those small pipes that go under roads where they cross streams. When one of those blows out in a storm, you can have huge public safety issues in the community. I know some of, some of the rural communities in New York State, you know, if the main road blows out, people can't get to and from their jobs, their hospitals, other things they need to get to. Um, so this funding would really help us address a lot of those flooding issues, as well as restore the natural systems that help retain flood waters. And then the final uh, program, the final piece of the pie in this Bond Act is funding to reduce pollution from the air that we breathe that also causes climate change. So upgrading public buildings to become more energy efficient, um, making sure that we're installing uh, cooling technology in buildings so that people aren't dying during heat waves, um, creating um, more urban forests and community gardens, again, to reduce that urban heat island effect that happens in our cities. Um, and cleaning up our school buses, making sure that our kids aren't breathing that diesel exhaust, uh, and then other programs that can help us reduce air pollution in communities. So those are the four big pieces that make up this Bond Act. That's a lot of pieces. That's a lot of moving parts. And it really, I was thinking like, wow, that's so timely with he, he um, and protecting citizens from that. But also every piece of it is timely, right? There's flood risks at multiple times throughout the year. This is uh, a really big initiative that will make a, a big impact on fighting climate change um, in New York State. So a clarifying question that I had um, was just that none of the other legislation included in this year's state budget had to be approved by voters. What makes the Bond Act different? Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so the state will be using general obligation bonds to fund this work. So this is permission from the voters to go borrow the funding to undertake these projects for these specific purposes. And the great news about this is this once the voters do that, it's dedicated for that purpose. Um, the other good thing about this is that you know, there's annual reporting that has to take place here. And then the comptroller obviously will be overseeing how these funds are administered by agencies. So there's a lot of accountability here. Um, but when New York does this, when they do bond acts, um, it is something that does require voter support to pass. 
And another thing that I was thinking of is that the last um, Environmental Bond Act was passed in 1996, which we have mentioned was a generational um, length of time. It's been around for as long as I've been around. Um, and so since it was passed so long ago, there's so much that we've learned about climate change, about environmental protection. Can you talk about that Bond Act and what kind of projects that funded and how similar it is to this upcoming Bond Act? Yeah, that's a great point. For sure, there are some programs within this new Bond Act that are similar to programs that we did in 1996, things like open space conservation and farmland protection. Look, New York has incredible natural resources and the need to protect them still isn't gone a generation later. We still need to make sure we're funding that conservation so that our communities have access to fresh and healthy food and also, you know, places to, you know, play and pray and be in the outdoors for all of what it offers communities. Um, but certainly now we know more about the impact of pollution on our communities. We know more about the fact that carbon pollution is causing climate change. Um, we were just getting started down that road in 1996. Um, and we also have a really clear understanding from the science that the weather that we're facing, this more extreme weather that we're facing is not a fluke and it's not gonna go away. So we really need to make sure that we're planning and developing and redeveloping our communities in such a way that people can be safe in those communities for generations to come. And we account for those changes and flooding and heat are two of the deadly threats that this weather is causing New Yorkers in different parts of New York State. So this Bond Act is really updated and aimed at those things. And one thing I'll mention that's unique about this Bond Act that certainly wasn't included in the last Bond Act and frankly hasn't been included in any state spending measure yet is that at least 35% with a goal of reaching 40% of this measure, the funding from this measure, will be spent in what's called disadvantaged communities. And these are communities that have been overburdened by pollution in the past and also have other factors that um, when coupled together really make issues for them acute. Could be socioeconomic factors, public health factors. Um, and actually these communities are being defined right now through a large public process that was established under the state's climate law. So if you go to climate.ny.gov, there's information about disadvantaged communities and actually public hearings that are happening um, right now um, that, uh, that take people's opinions on how these communities have been defined. And the definition has come through work with uh, state agency experts, as well as people who represent um, environmental justice organizations and communities that have been disproportionately impacted by these issues. So this funding, a third of it at least, needs to focus in on making sure that we're investing in those communities where the most acute environmental issues exist and where people, frankly, are most vulnerable to those issues. Great, thank you so very much. We will be right back to the conversation after we hear a brief message about a sponsor of NYSEC. The New York Power Authority is a trusted advisor to local governments in New York State. They bring a full suite of cost-effective energy management solutions that meet your procurement requirements. From energy efficiency solutions and professional advisory services 
to solar energy storage, LED streetlights, EV infrastructure, and digital energy management, NIPER provides turnkey solutions for all your energy and sustainability needs. Learn more about how NIPA's experts can help you achieve your energy goals at nipa.gov services. So Jessica, can you talk about um, local governments? Will they be able to apply for funds from the Bond Act to support projects within their communities? That's a great question. They absolutely will. So, you know, I work for the Nature Conservancy and at one point during the legislative phase of this uh, work, someone said to me, well, when the Nature Conservancy gets the money and I was like, oh, no, not all of the money and maybe not any of the money is coming to the Nature Conservancy. So just like any other state funding program, there are going to be program guidelines for each of those programs within the Bond Act. Um, and in some cases, there might be programs where the Bond Act is um, run alongside an existing program. An example of that might be the clean water funding. There's massive clean water funding in New York right now through the Water Infrastructure Improvement Act. It's something like four and a half billion dollars that's been appropriated since 2016 for that. And so um, the money from the Bond Act that's going towards the same purposes, I could foresee, and this is just a guess, New York State uh, sinking the program administration up since it's very similar purposes. Um, but certainly there will be a public process um, to disperse this funding. Um, localities will be able to apply for it. There are actually a lot of programs within the Bond Act that are specifically geared for municipalities to apply for. Um, and then there are others that allow for other entities like not-for-profits, which would be an organization like mine, um, or a, a civic organization, for example. Um, some of them are aimed also at um, organizations like the Soil and Water Conservation Districts that work with our counties and towns across the state. Um, but in most of these programs, if not all of them, municipalities are a key applicant that they foresee um, applying for this money to bring into communities across the state. Great. The counties are the ones that make it happen, right? These are That's the, exactly <laughs> right. It's so true. They're the ones living in their, you know, they're the ones there and they're the ones handling it. And you see the local impact at the county level a lot of times. So, well, um, that's Kate, that's a really good point because a lot of these problems, while they're thematically similar, take flooding. The way communities deal with flooding and the, the reasons communities flood are really different. And so you're exactly right. It takes that on the ground knowledge in the community at the county level and the expertise that exists in our counties to really think about what solutions are going to work here. And so that's another reason that that local government um, focus is so important because the experts on the ground at our counties are the ones who are solving these problems. And it's great now that the state is recognizing that. Um, and aiming to put this funding into those communities to do that. And I'll also just add that I think this is a really great opportunity for New York because we have this huge federal infrastructure bill that was passed by Congress recently. And a lot of the Bond Act programs are directly aligned with those bipartisan infrastructure act funds. And so this is a really exciting opportunity for localities to think about how they can put together projects and make applications to multiple entities and use that as match. So there's a really great leveraging opportunity for our communities in this bond act. 
So is there anything else as we're coming to the end of our conversation here that you would like to discuss with county leaders across the state? Um, any other advocacy efforts that you would encourage them to take? Um, or anything that you are excited about, you and the Nature Conservancy are excited about with the potential of this bond act? Well, we're really, we've been working with county officials around the state on a couple of big issues. Um, there are things like water quality um, and uh, also flood risk reduction and natural solutions in particular to flooding. Um, and we're really, frankly, grateful to county leaders for showing up and doing really hard work every single day. Um, again, we know that local government leaders are on the front lines of how communities need to both reduce the pollution that causes climate change and adapt to the changes that are happening to us right now. Um, and there's a lot of awareness within local government about these issues and a lot of dedication to solving them. So I first wanna extend um, my organization's thanks to our counties across the state for their work. Um, and also say that, you know, I think this is a great opportunity to partner with a lot of really exciting partners on something that again, will benefit all of us, clean water, clean air and green jobs. So we're looking forward to working with you on that. Great. Thank you so very much for taking the time to have this conversation today. Again, for our listeners, we've been joined by Jessica Otney Mahar from the Nature Conservancy, and uh, we really appreciate your time and experience. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for listening to this episode of County Conversations, brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. We hope that you will continue to enjoy these county government-focused conversations, so make sure to subscribe to stay up to date.